0: And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Welcome to it. And it, of course, is Chewing the Fat. So, if you purchased pre-sliced fruit from Walmart, check the packaging. Fruit distributor Country Fresh is voluntarily recalling pre-cut or pre-sliced apples, grapes, mangoes, pineapples, and cantaloupe due to possible contamination a listeria. Now it comes after an initial voluntary recall of the watermelon chunks. After the FDA discovered traces of listeria near the product packaging areas, those products were under the freshness guaranteed label and are sold at Walmart and racetrack retailers in Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. The products are sold in various clamshell containers by individual fruit types, as well as seasonal fruit trays and seasonal blends. Check your containers for best if used by dates between October 3rd and October 11th, 2020. So if you've got the apple and grape tray with caramel green apple slices, mixed apple slices, red apple slices, cantaloupe chunks, seasonal fruit tray, summer blend, tropical blend, mango chunk, spears, pineapple grape and mango blend, pineapple chunk, spears, red grapes, seasonal blend, and seasonal trio. You have a product that's been recalled and I would return it for money. Of course, they always tell you you could throw it away, but I would um, return it to get your money back. And, of course, if you've consumed these products or are experiencing any symptoms, contact your physician. Whew! I just want to say, I am relieved. I know this is going to come as a surprise, but none of the packages that I named off, I have to worry about. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right, before we get into an update on the North Carolina candidate who got busted, and we talked about it yesterday, there's an update on that story. But first, this story today has got me thinking, why, if there's ever a reason to make sure you have a weapon, like, say, I don't know, a gun, with you while you're out on the golf course, this is it. So a Colorado golfer nearly died on the 17th hole saturday an elk rammed the man's cart and gored him through his back with its horn so according to the to the wife her husband was finishing up a round at the uh, evergreen golf course in evergreen colorado when uh, when the elk charged the golf cart speared the man on the right side of his lower back with its horn so he's rushed to the hospitals, and the doctors check him out. They found uh, his kidney was cut into two pieces, and because of the dirt and the bacteria from the elk's horns, that we don't know about what what infection is going to happen. Fortunately, she says, uh, other than you know, other than a hell of a lot of pain. That's a quote from the wife. Uh, he's expected to make a full recovery. The urologist thinks ah the kidney's gonna be able to repair itself you'll be fine so according to the hubby he's in a little bit of a rough spot but he's gonna make it through it's a tough guy now right now I guess it's elk mating season so they tend to be more aggressive and now they've got signs up everywhere saying proceed with caution when around the animals and never approach any elk Well, uh, if you're on the golf course in any part of the country and an elk starts coming up toward you, uh, yeah. What was that? Does it look like he's going to ram the cart? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Goodbye, elk. Take care. Nice knowing you. We have, we're having, honey, we're having elk for dinner tonight. (laughs) Speaking of having a weapon and protecting yourself, the McClowskis, Mark and Patricia McClowski in St. Louis, Missouri, have been indicted by the grand jury for brandishing weapons at protesters outside their outside their home. They were indicted on uh, felony charges of unlawful use of a weapon and evidence tampering. Wow, 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 wow the indictments were filed under seal in St. Louis and the judge ordered that the indictments remain suppressed. Nobody knows why yet. And according to the circuit attorney's office, the grand jury added the count of evidence tampering after, uh, after the one count of unlawful use of a weapon. And of course, big surprise, a spokeswoman for circuit attorney, Kimberly M Gardner, who's the one that's pushing this forward. Could not be reached. Now they've all said. That they were going to be pardoned. The governor said he would pardon them. If this continued on to a guilty charge. And the state attorney general. Has filed motions to stop this proceeding altogether. It's just incredible to me. That this is still an ongoing thing. And there's the grand jury indicts them. Wow. So there's a new hearing on the 14th of October 2020. And so we'll see what happens and what comes of that. I found an interview with the McCloskey's coming out of court um, a while ago. This wasn't this wasn't the coming out of court from the uh, grand jury indictment, but this was prior to the indictment. And what Mark McCloskey says is spot on. And I think you need to hear it because it's what's coming. I feel like this case isn't so much of, you know, hey, we're going after the McCloskeys. What we want people to realize is that when protesters come to your neighborhood and come to your place of business, you just need to let it happen. You're. We need. We want you thinking twice about protecting your family, protecting your property, protecting your life. And I, I, that's that's where we're at. And that's a shame. And it's damn. It's damn on American. And I just wanted you to hear what Mark had to say to the press outside of the courthouse in St. Louis, Missouri. Government
1: of the city of St. Louis to persecute us for doing no more than exercising our Second Amendment rights. Every single human being who was in front of my house was a criminal trespasser. They broke down our gate. They trespassed on our property. Not a single one of those people is now charged with anything. We're charged with felonies that could cost us four years of our life and our law license. To everybody out there that's thinking about voting for Joe Biden, the Harris-Biden administration, this is a sign of the times and things to come. The government that views its task as protecting criminals from honest citizens rather than protecting citizens from honest criminals. Honest <laughs> <laughs> Protecting honest citizens from criminals. Every one of those people are criminal. There's no doubt about it. The government chooses to persecute us for doing no more than exercising our right to defend ourselves, our home, our property, and our family. And now we're getting drug here time after time after time. And for what? We didn't fire a shot. People who were violently protesting in front of our house and screaming death threats and threats of rape and threats of I arson. Nobody gets charged, but we get charged. What do you think about the concern that the, the circuit attorney's office altered the gun that your wife was holding to turn it from a non-working gun into an operable weapon? If that doesn't frighten all of you, but the government's willing to do that just to take a political advantage of this case, to make us, to intimidate people that might think about defending themselves against the mob, uh, then right. you then you need to be afraid of that. If the government's willing to go to that level just to make a case against us, not because we committed any crime, but because we had the gall to protect our home and our family against the mob, then you should all be very afraid of what's coming down the road for us if we don't reelect Donald Trump.
0: Pretty chilling. Um, I, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. When you have people coming to your property, your neighborhood, tearing down the gate and i knew there were some some reports saying that the gate wasn't broken when the protesters were there but you know we'll see you know that may come out however it was talked about early on that that pistol that the wife had didn't even work because they had it fixed so it wouldn't work because they were using it in another case that they used against gun manufacturers so you would think that if you're suing the gun manufacturers, while of course you care about the cash, you're kind of on the side of no guns. I guess not, right? I mean, they had their own weapons. They were protecting the life, the property. I I just, it's incredible to me that they want everyone, and it already, I mean, it has started. They want you to think twice about protecting your family and your property and your life. Uh, How about no? Uh, no, I'm not thinking twice about that. You're not going to start coming on my property protesting and threatening to do me harm without me fighting back. And they didn't even fire! Not a shot! No one got hurt! Uh, Just incredible. Just incredible. Okay, if you were in North Carolina, yesterday we talked about uh, the Cal Cunningham candidate for Senate in North Carolina running against Tom Tillis, Republican Tom Tillis in North Carolina. Now he's a former state Senator and he's a, you know, politician. And we talked about uh, his texts with his, you know, special someone and how really sexy he was because one of the texts was, Hey, Hey, You are historically sexy. (laughs) Whoa, Senator, slow down with your sexiness, babe. (laughs) Uh, I just, I find that, I find that funny. But he also had text, uh, would make my day to roll over, kiss you about now. And so, you know, it didn't say in the story yesterday If we knew who that was, well, come to find out. Yeah, we found out who it was. And we found out there's at least another lady that he was having an affair with. Not that it matters whether it was a lady or a man. But, uh, and the one lady had an encounter with him in person. uh, Intimate contact with him in his home. Now, normally, normally a guy, if you're going to have an affair or a woman, if you're going to have an affair, You don't do it in your home. Do you? I mean, maybe you do. I'm sure there's... Look, if you're going to do it in your home, you're asking to get caught. Plus, if you have a girlfriend and you've got the wife and kids at home and you've got the affair girl, whether it's... you know She may be married too. So if you're both married, there's no place to go. You got to find a hotel room or a car or... Or a park, or wherever. <laughs> but you, know, you do your affairs the way you want to do them. Okay, I'll do mine the way I want to do mine. So, and that's what—that's the way Cal thinks. So he just brought her over to the house. Look, the wife and the kids are out. You might as well come over. And she got angry. One of them got angry. I'm not sure which is which now because they're—they're bringing the two together. But one of them got so angry that he wasn't paying enough attention to her. She called it she was frustrated by the limited attention he showed her. I'm just going to send his opponent his naked photos. So he's li- he's getting photographed too. Wow. What do you want the it's North Carolina? What are you doing? Now he hasn't dropped out yet. He has stopped going out and meeting people. Huh. And so he and he has I think stopped a lot of his advertising that's going on. But he's still running, he's still in the race, his name is still on the still on the ticket. And I probably by now you can't get your name off the ticket, right? Even if you were to no matter what happens, your name is on the ticket now. So uh if you're in North Carolina and you are voting for the Senate seat and you vote for Cal Cunningham, a vote for Cal is a vote for infidelity. He might as well just own it. A vote for Cal is a vote for infidelity. <laughs> so he cheats on the wife with the family, with at least two other women. One of them he brought into their home. I'm guessing they were gone, unless I mean that's a that's a tough tough way to do in an affair if you're having a, you know, if you're bringing the the girlfriend or the boyfriend over and the family's home, kids are upstairs doing homework. The wife is in the kitchen making making dinner, and you got the girlfriend out in the garage. <laughs> oh, you're living the good life then. You are living the good life then. So keep your head down today. If you're listening live on the 7th of October, 2020, keep your head down. It's a big day. We have uh, three asteroids set to skim past the earth that's what the story said yesterday okay however i have just gotten news that an asteroid hit the earth earlier this morning off monterey mexico and there's video there's some some video from mexico that shows the asteroid the meteor whatever it is uh you know racing across the sky coming in to you know hit the earth landed in the ocean Or, you know, it finished, finally just burned up, right? Now, according to this story, dated yesterday, and I apologize for not warning you, my bad. And it really is my bad, because I'm going to go through, there's a person that has been tweeting me with info on the asteroids coming. Now, the largest one today Could be up to 272 feet wide. That's about as big as the Statue of Liberty. Now, they said they're skimming past Earth, and yet we had one hit it. So I'm not sure that I trust the experts being uh, talked about in this story. So, one asteroid, 2020 RK2, is expected to come within 2.3 million miles of our planet, traveling about 15,000 miles an hour keeping an eye on the asteroids. Any fast-moving space objects that uh, come within the 4.65 miles is considered potentially hazardous. A uh, duh. NASA thinks the asteroid will be smaller. Another one smaller, 223 feet wide. And then last but not least, asteroid 219 SB6 is expected to shoot past this evening. That's only about 80 feet, 85 feet wide. Ah. But it is traveling a little bit faster at 17,000 miles per hour. Now, I'll go through some of these. I should have warned you, and I apologize. So, if you or someone you love has been impacted by an impact, I apologize. At some point, this is... I'm starting with the message. At some point, by late October this month, the Earth is going to start getting hit, impacted by very large asteroids. Even this one, this Wednesday... Don't hit the Earth, others later this month and throughout the winter and into next year will impact the Earth. However, we had one that hit it, right? These are I mean these are messages coming to me on Twitter. Most of them will not explode in the atmosphere like the 2013 Russian asteroid did. These one will hit land. Wow. Now what this person is trying to say is that the world leaders know that they're coming, okay? This person is trying to get me... And this is what threw me off a little bit. This is why I didn't bring it to your attention. And I have already apologized for not bringing it to your attention. But according to this person... Nine European presidents test positive for COVID-19 in the past 36 hours. All of them. All of them. According to this person. Is fake diagnosis. Just like... Trump. Because of the asteroids and debris fields coming... They're now taking all the works the world leaders underground bunker survival facilities okay now you know this person still goes on uh talking about the uh leaders testing positive and you know getting uh You know, heading to the bunkers. World Health Organization says the number of coronavirus cases will be likely as high as 770 million. Yeah, Asteroid size of a large bus impacts the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Monterey, Mexico. That was this morning. Okay. (laughs) And I saw the footage of it. So just keep your head up. Keep an eye on the sky. Uh, Good luck, God bless. Look, if an asteroid is coming... And it's going to hit the earth. It's going to impact the earth. I'm not sure what you or I could do to to stop. uh, To stop it. To be safe. To make it happen. Um, They're saying that the one asteroid that's coming next week. And that would be this week when I had this story. It's the size of a jet, a seven hundred forty seven jet, it's gonna collide with the orbit. Does it make it all the way through? I don't know. But there's always asteroids, you know, going through the going through the vastness of space. So you know, how fast is it going? I don't know. You know, who knows? traveling 17,000 miles an hour? Is it traveling 20,000 miles an hour? Does it matter? Does it really matter? I mean, we saw what happens in the documentaries Armageddon and Deep Impact. If you are in the way of one of these meteors, one of these asteroids, something that's already come through the atmosphere and lands within your proximity... Good luck. God bless. Maybe you'll have a time, uh, enough time to say a prayer. Maybe you'll have enough time to look across the room to your family. Maybe you'll have enough time to get up and go, what the hell is that? And then it's over. I don't know. I mean, that just doesn't seem like it's worth worrying about. I mean, for us. Sure, I want NASA and the space agencies to worry about it. Sure, I want them to, you know, send up the drill team and let them drill and blow it up like the documentaries. (laughs) Have the spaceship run into it and knock it off course a little bit. I absolutely want that to happen. But once it's going to hit the Earth, you know, God bless. It's over. So I don't know that there's uh you know there's there's not much I can do about it. Why worry about it? But then I tell you about the hurricane Delta that's in the Gulf of Mexico and uh, there's not much I can do about that either, but I, I but I worry about that. <laughs> so I don't know. Delta, wow, setting records, coming in. Delta, setting records left and right. It's the 25th named storm of the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, Delta's been used once before. This is the earliest the Greek name has ever been used in a calendar year. Remember, we're all the way through uh, the alphabet and we're climbing back up again uh, with D on Delta. It grew from a tropical depression to... I keep wanting to talk like this now. It also grew from a tropical depression to a Category 4 hurricane in 30 hours, which has set a record all by itself. It, uh, it's also uh, going to be the 10th named storm to make landfall this year in the continental U.S. And if that wasn't good enough, it's going to be the 5th hurricane. To uh, hit make landfall in the U.S. So, yay! It's hurricane season! I don't know that it matters because we had pre- pre-season hurricanes and we'll probably have post-season hurricanes. But the water gets colder and they can't form. So, anyway, if you're in the path of Delta... Wow. If you're in the path of Delta... If you can, get out of the path of Delta. And if you can't... Be prepared to hunker down and stay safe. I know there's so many areas in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, that are still struggling from getting hit by hurricanes and tropical storms. So this is just another slap in the face here in 2020. But you got to be as safe as you can and be prepared as you can. Mercury 1 dot org is where to go if you want to help because they will be there if you want to send help if you want to donate to give them more help because 100 percent of the money goes to help victims of these catastrophic events that take place they also have uh, mercury one also has their virtual event coming up the end of this month the 24th of october in dallas texas it's a virtual event so i'm not sure that it matters that we're coming to you well we're coming to you from dallas i don't know that it matters to you that we're in dallas anyway you can go to uh, m1nextchapter.com or you just go to mercury mercuryone.org and they will send you up for you know you can look for the links there on the website whether you want to donate whether you want to come to the come to the event there's going to be uh the next chapter america goes back to work and you know there's we're going to be uh, talking uh, quite a bit about uh, debunking the sixteen nineteen project, and there's a new initiative going to be announced, and there are going to be there's a new school opening up, and a new all kinds of really cool stuff is happening. Uh, you know, is are going to want to be happening. So mercury 1.org or m one next All right, I let's go to the break room. I need a cold liquid refreshment. Since there's no cans to be found of my liquid refreshment, I've got them stuck with ice in a container with the fluid to keep it cold. Agonizer. I bought out the one liters and the two liters that they had in the store. So I'm a hoarder, and so hopefully they'll be by the time I go back to the stores now be more more so it is there (laughs) hey if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to chewing the fat your life is not as fulfilled as it could be and i'm here to help you fulfill your life in any way that i can the main way that i can help you fulfill your life is you become a, a subscriber to this show chewing the fat with jeff fisher You can choose whatever platform you want. There's a plethora of platforms out there. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. Whatever one warms the little cockles of your heart. And then you're a subscriber. And you can go about your life feeling better about yourself and about others and know that you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. I mean, I give and I give and I give. But all I ask is a subscribership back. And that even is good for you. So, by subscribing, you make your life better. You definitely make my life better. And life in general is better. So, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. It's just that simple. Alright, so one of the things that I really want. I really want this. Bad. A lot of things we talk about, we joke around saying, I mean, that'd be nice to have. But I think having a 67 million year old, 40 foot long, 13 foot high, Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton would be really, really cool. And it's all available right now. It's being auctioned off at Christie's in New York. And you can get it between six and eight million dollars is what they're estimating. So there you go. And again, I don't know that if they're gonna throw in free shipping, but you still gotta bring it to wherever you're gonna bring it, and then you gotta take care of it. So it's a tad bit more than the six to eight million that you spend on it. But it would be so cool. One of its longest teeth, or one of the longest tooths. Or the longest tooth in the skeleton is 11 inches long. I mean, that's how big it is. It's just monstrous. It looks so cool. And its name is Stan after the kid that found him, uh, the amateur paleontologist, I'm sorry, that found him. Now, he got kind of screwed over in the beginning. No, he found this in 1987. 1987 he found this. And they told him, Eh, that's just a triceratops. Get out of here. We're finding triceratops everywhere here in South Dakota. We look left, there's a triceratops. We look right, there's a triceratops. Get out of here with your triceratops. So, in 1992, five years later, he runs across them and says, Hey, uh, You know, that really isn't a Triceratops. That there is a Tyrannosaurus Rex bones. Where'd you get that? So he treks back out to South Dakota into the Black Hills and shows him where he found it. Now, they dug up 188 of the 300 bones, which is the most of any T-Rex skeleton that they have. Think if they would have dug it up in 87. They could have come up with more. But, ah, who cares? Get out of here with your Triceratops. We've seen too many of those. So, normally these are in museums and private institutions. So, I'm not real sure why this one is up for sale. Maybe Stan needs the money. I don't blame him. I don't blame him, but... I'm surprised that it's open to anybody. And that it'd be really cool to have. <laughs> I would love... To have this bad boy, it'd be really cool, but you know, then again, it takes six to eight million just to buy it, and then you got to move it and put it together. And it talked about how the neck bone of the Tyrannosaurus Rex—they had to uh, put it—they to- put it together. It was broken because apparently, when he was still alive, he broke his neck. Ha! And he was still wandering around killing things. Yeah, take that. Yeah. I am a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's what I do. Okay? So, my neck is broken. So? So? What's it to you? Alright, guess nothing. No problem. Take it easy. (laughs) So we talked a little bit yesterday about uh, some of the shows that Netflix is cutting. Let's talk a little bit about uh, their adding. I see where the new Selena, the series, uh, begins. The trailer, uh, set to release, uh, the show is set to release in December. The new trailer is out for Selena and, uh, Christian Uh oh, You know her from Walking Dead. Well, she played, uh, ah, she played What's Her Face on Walking Dead. You know, Rosita. So if you watched, uh, if you watched Walking Dead or listened to Talking Walking Dead right here as part of the Chewing the Fat, uh, programs... You know who Rosita is. She's playing Selena. And, uh, you know, do we... Is, have we not heard enough about the Selena story? I mean, I get it. It was horrific. Or it was, you know, sad that she died before her 21st birthday. 24th birthday. And, you know, the struggles are going to be a star. And she's Selena. But I hope it works out for him But whatever. Just... For me, okay, I got it. The Selena story, I got it. Got to be able to come up with something else, right? Also, Netflix in the news, again, a grand jury, and I love grand juries today. Grand juries are all over the place today. I'm a fan of grand juries today. They have indicted Netflix over the cuties film. So according to the grand jury, Lewd visual material of a child in connection to the release of the film Cuties. Tyler County returned the indictment. So what happens now? I mean they talk about uh Netflix did knowingly promote visual material which depicts the lewd exhibition of genitals or public area of a clothed or partially clothed child who is younger than 18 years of age, at the time, the visual material was created. Which appeals to the Purian interest in sex and has no serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Well, it did have some... I mean, if you watch the movie, it wasn't that good. But it was about the struggles of this girl living in France and with her family from Africa and the old values and the new values and what to do and just... I don't. I don't know what happens now. I don't know if Texas moves into goes to Netflix and says you owe us a bunch of money. Uh, you know, I know they they've said that it showed. Uh, you know, the one big thing that they kept saying was the video streaming service uh, hosting the film Cuties, and even Ted Cruz was saying that uh, exposing a miner's bare breast. I didn't see that. I watched the show. I almost went back and watched it again because I feel like and this is just between you and me. I feel like I would have n- remembered seeing the breast. I just you know, I know it's just me. <laughs> I would have remembered seeing the breast. So, you know, it's a show. It's a show on Netflix. You don't like it, don't watch it. Shut up. We're 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 taking Netflix to court over a movie. Come on now, come on now. No, no. I I don't want no. And Ted Cruz, you know better. I'm sorry, and he's going to make some extra smart argument that's going to sh- say, "Hey Jeff, shut up." <laughs> but come on, it's a movie. You don't like it, don't watch it. But enough with the, we're going to sue him and take it before the grand jury.
1: Enough.
0: So I see where Keith Olbermann is leaving ESPN for the third time now. He's going to start his own show, a daily YouTube series called Worst Person in the World. So good luck to him. I guess that launches, uh, if you're listening live on the 7th of October, 2020, I guess it launches today. Uh, so good luck. I see where, yeah, you know, we talked about, uh, Shep launching his show on CNBC. I did happen to catch it cause I wanted to see the set. The set isn't as cool as I'd hoped for, but it's kind of cool looking. It's not bad. And, uh, you can tell i don't think cnbc had as much money as fox but maybe not maybe they decided maybe shep said hey i'll take the money in my wallet and we'll lessen the set a little bit but it was still it's still a cool set the thing that bothers me the most it just drives me drives me it drove me insane he kept throwing it it's called shepherd smith the, the news or something like that so they don't sure he doesn't know there's no opinion and everybody is doing their news blocks without opinions just telling you what's going on okay i and you know, i'm good fine whatever and you know it might be worth you know if you're going to watch some kind of you know cable network news program in the evening at seven o'clock eastern or whenever the hell the show comes on it might be worth watching right it might be worth the show to watch because whatever sh- news stories he's going to give you it was going to be, you know, at least little or no kind of opinion. But the reporters all were wearing masks while they're reporting. And it just drove me crazy. Come on. And right at the break point, their White House reporter did a report without a mask. And it really, it was it was like, oh, she doesn't have a mask on good. But she did bring it up, saying that uh, you know, I I have my mask in my hand here. I'm doing this report. I'm not wearing a mask during the report. And it's going to go on right after. So she's trying to save herself from being in trouble from the network because you know they obviously have their mandate of everyone wearing a mask. Going, you're outside. You're socially distanced. I'm guessing even if you haven't been tested, you're not sick. So, it's okay. I get, you want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. But not when you're doing your reports. Please. Not while you're doing re- your reports. Just know that while you're doing your reports, instead of sounding like this and saying, hey, Shep, uh, right now we're going to report, reporting live from the White House. You can sound like this. Hey, Shep, I'm reporting live from the White House. Or, hey, Shep, well, I just want to say that right now, happening on as well as you can see behind me, that we like, this, this one and the boy went home. I'm sorry, what was that, Monica? And I don't, I don't remember her name, so I apologize to CNBC and the White House reporter because she did a great job, and and I and it was, you know, it was fine. I just don't remember your name. I'll look it up. Hold on. All right. Well, I'm looking at this long list. I thought it'd be easy to easy to sort out and it's not so I realized that it's it's not a lot of the people that are on this list <laughs> I don't remember her name I'll find out so I apologize to her because she was fine she took the mask off for the report thank you it's my mistake not knowing your name if you know who you are thank you thank you thank you thank you but the rest of the time eh. Yeah, I don't care. Now, I want to warn you that this is something I hope you don't have to deal with. But there's a security flaw in the smart chastity sex toy that you're not going to like. So if you purchased it, uh, if you purchased the smart chastity device but from the uh, Kiwi Cellmate Internet Connected Chastity Locked, Build as the world's first app-controlled chastity device... uh, ...that could allow anyone to remotely and permanently lock... ...the user's manhood... ...inside the chastity belt. So apparently there's a way to hack it... ...and they were told about it... ...and they didn't fix it. So... ...the chamber is designed to lock with this metal ring... ...underneath... ...part... And then the only way to get it out or to get it off you is to use a heavy-duty bolt cutter or an angle grinder to free the user. (laughs) No, thank you. There's no emergency override. There's no easy way in or out. Uh, Wow, that would not be fun. That would not be fun at all. So if you have a Kiwi cellmate internet-connected chastity lock, Be careful. Download and subscribe to more content at TheBlaze.com slash podcasts. Alrighty, so Fat Bear Week has wrapped up. And as I said yesterday, that 747 would win. But I feel like 32 Chunk was ripped off by the angle of the picture and I think 32 Chunk should have won. But 747 is the new champion, the 2020 Fat Bear Week champion. Congratulations! Gone through all the brackets, and look, these bears have been fighting each other for the last few years. I mean, 151 Walker's been hanging out. He usually gets he's he made it you know a lot farther than he did last year, or the year before. 32 chunks, same thing. Holly, who won last year, you know, made it to the semis. Uh, well, the semi-semis this year before she got kicked out. So 747's been hanging around uh, close to the championship the last few years and, you know, made it this year. So congratulations to 747 as the Fat Bear Week champion. And it was exciting to see how big he got. And uh, I love some of the comments from the old Twitter sphere. My favorite is from. Uh, Brian is not changeling. Wait a minute. What is this? Brian is not changeling. Promise. At the fly on the wall. Okay, well, congratulations at the fly on the wall. I appreciate your tweet to cat, my, and the fat bear. week. congratulations to his royal rotundness, 747. Have a good hibernation and dream salmon eating dreams. hashtag Fat Bear Week. That's a good one. The fly on the wall. <laughs> and people were a little upset uh, that 747 or you know finally got it without a name because it's just 747. And you know I like uh, congrats Bear Force One. <laughs> really funny. And so, you know, congratulations. But 747, look, he's got a name. And uh, they're looking at, uh, you know, would have been uh, calling him Jumbo. 747 Jumbo. Get it. Uh, 747 Jet. Get it. 747 Airliner. Get it. Would have been good. But no, that can't be. It's just 747. And it's just been 747 for the last few years. So congratulations, anyway, to 747 for beating out everyone, starting with, uh, you know, 812. And then you defeated 151 Walker, my boy. And then 32 Chunk, my boy. I was, picking, I was picking losers this year. Picking losers. And 151 Walker, from the very beginning, was making it through these brackets strong until ran up against you. And I was very disappointed because I thought 151 Walker was, you know, had a shot. I thought it was, should have been 151 Walker up against chunk, 32 chunk for the championship. But whatever. What do I know? What do I know? It goes by the votes and you won. So I don't want to take away from 747, but just saying. Congratulations to the 2020. Fat Bear Week champion, 747. (laughs) So I found it interesting that when invitations went out to the men's lacrosse teams to compete in the 2022 World Games in Birmingham, Alabama, July 8th through the 12th of next year, you know, who's not going to that? I know, right? That's what I mean. Who's not going to that, the men's lacrosse teams competing at the World Games in Birmingham, Alabama in July of next year. Well, there was a big omission, okay? The number three Iroquois Nationals, a team that represents the how, how I never can say their name, hold on, I gotta get the pronunciation right uh, Haudenosaunee 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 shone. the Haudenosaunee Confederacy just part of the six nations in Ontario. It wasn't on the list. And they actually originated the game. They call it the medicine game. So, I mean, don't you, if you're part of the games organizers, the International World Games Association, the IWGA, and the World Games 2022 Birmingham Organizing Committee, the TWG 2022, don't you. You know Oh yeah you know we screwed up Let's the Iroquois get over here You're coming don't worry about it They said oh yeah Now you know what Man we made a mistake Damn yeah you're right we made a mistake But we're all full <laughs> Yeah sure you've Got that petition with 50,000 Signatures saying the Nationals uh, need to be included The Iroquois Sure hey Sure, we we knew we screwed up. We we know what we know. We know now that we the Ho Denis Show, no no Confederacy, wasn't on the list, and you know, sorry, we should be should be on the list. But hey, we've already got the teams. There's eight teams. We're full. So man, see you next time at the the World Games, wherever they're going to be played. So the Ireland team got a little a little upset, and look. He said, none of us are going to be going to Birmingham, Alabama in the first place if it wasn't for the Iroquois and the giving us the gift of their medicine game. Right? Thank you. So the Irish team wanted to do more than just make a statement. So they dropped out of the tournament. And they said, uh, we're dropping out. And the nationals, the Iroquois nationals could take our place. Okay. Well, then now we're good. So now we're in in July of 2022. You're going to have Australia, Canada, Germany, Great Britain, the Iroquois Nationals, Israel, Japan, and the U.S. See what would have been smart. This is just me thinking out loud. Now, the six nations, the Iroquois Nationals are in Canada. I mean I know that they're their own land I got it don't don't give me the whole it's the Six Nations and it's the Haudenosaunee Confederacy and that's not where they're it's not Canada it's their own land okay I know I know all right I got it. but why did't Canada just say hey, why don't you think about joining our team? And you can be part of us. We'll let you be part of Canada's team, and then just kick everybody's ass. That's just me. That's just me. That that you know someone would would do that. You know someone would do that. But I guess that would be wrong since the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, the Six Nations. Aren't really Canadian. It wouldn't be right. So you know, Ireland dropped out. Now, what would have been funny, and it didn't. have wouldn't been funny at all. I mean, it would have been. I would have been pissed (laughs) if the International World Games Association, the IWGA, and the World Games twenty twenty two Birmingham organizing committee, TWG twenty twenty two would have said, ooh, Ireland just dropped out? Oh, we're going to take somebody else. Yeah, number three Iroquois Nationals, sorry. I mean, they didn't, so. no, yeah, there's no joke there, so. But they were too full to add them to the eight-team roster. Why not make it a 10-team roster then? I'm sure that, is there only nine? Nine teams in the world? That wouldn't surprise me either. I'm just joking, I know there's lacrosse. I mean, it's part of the Summer Olympics now, isn't it? I think it is, or maybe it was, and it's going to be again. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm not a big lacrosse fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of the sports. I get it. I'll watch it, but I, I don't. I've never played it. I mean, I love the idea of putting a ball in a stick and throwing it. <laughs> I didn't realize the Iroquois had developed it for you know called their medicine game. As I'm looking though, as it's being explained on different wikipedia pages it doesn't sound like they're giving 100 percent of the credit to the iroquois they this latest one was talking about how it was you know the natives i know don't look at me i didn't say it that was in the story it's part of the deal it was native americans and they'd play it before going to war and differences between groups may have been settled through large multi-day games and i you know so it doesn't mention that the iroquois were the ones so just all i know all i know is that it just seems like it's a little strange why let ireland drop out when you could have just added an extra couple of teams to the championship in 2022 it's coming off of covid anyway and so you bring in the you bring in 10 teams instead of eight this time and you know everybody's happy again what do i know